Hey everybody, welcome back to 5 Degrees Off Normal. This is the second part of, I don't know how many, of the Unpacking from Gen Con series. I don't know how many of these episodes I'm going to do, but we'll play it by ear and see how many it takes. So where were we? Ah, yes, we were at the Weber Grill, and I'm surrounded by all these awesome direct and indirect Shadowrun contributors and having a grand old time. I mean, there's a lot of laughter, jokes, some really, really goofy comments, really bad puns. Oh my gosh, I loved them, though. And up and about four or five to the left, I see Red. If you haven't listened to my prior podcast, Red is the guy who put Zippy and I into Howling Shadows. He made us jack pointers. In essence, he made me a piece of Shadowrun cannon. He took a snapshot of a character that I created and made her immortal, for lack of a better term. Now, the thing is, I've seen a bunch of pictures of Red, and I recognize him. And in my mind, being the way it is, I am betting dollars to donuts he doesn't recognize me because, honestly, I really don't put photos of myself on my Facebook or anything else like that. So I am under the assumption he has no idea who the hell I am, or at least doesn't recognize me. Well, I was wrong. He saw... <laughs> okay, he saw me and immediately knew who the hell I was, but didn't really mention it, so I was, you know, I was fooled. So after some nomming and just more fun stuff and chit-chatting, I see Red kind of sliding underneath the table. And I'm thinking to myself, well, it's easier to do that when you really got to pee, right? So I'm not really paying that much attention. I mean, I've done the same damn thing myself. Nope, he was kind of climbing out so that way he could say hi to everybody on the other side of the table. So again, I'm not really paying that much attention because I'm under the wrong assumption that he has no idea who the hell I am. My original plan was to wait until after dinner, go up, shake hands, introduce myself, probably stumble through a thank you and fangirl out like crazy because, well, because honestly, there really isn't a set of social etiquette instructions on how to thank somebody for everything they've done for you like that, you know? I mean, how do you thank somebody for giving a damn? Sorry about that. I've gone off topic. I'm bringing myself back. Sorry. Back to the story. Okay. Well, Red obviously recognized me, so he visits everyone on the other side of the table. I'm just, you know, still chit-chatting with everyone having a blast. Well, Red eventually makes it down to my end of the table, and I am swept to some hugs I've had in my life. And yes, I was actually lifted up a little bit because I am teeny. I'm not light, so Red is really, really, really strong, but I'm small, so I don't know, maybe it evened out a little bit. We really didn't get a lot of time to talk, but it was really, really awesome just chatting with him. He really deeply understands a lot of the bullshit I've had to go through with all the medical issues I have, because he's been there too. And there was this awesome connection of somebody knowing intimately what I've been through, and I knew intimately what he had been through. What it's like to have mystery medical bullshit destroy your mind and your heart and take away pieces of your soul. Not that you could tell when you talk to him. I mean, this guy is probably one of the most charismatic guys I have ever met. Second only to Zippy, and that's saying a lot. Man, I'm worried if we ever are able to combine the gravitas of Zippy and Red, the world's going to probably end. So you guys are all saying, well, this sounds awesome. This is terrific. You have somebody you can talk to about, you know, all the medical bullshit that understands it, and it's been there. Yeah, I do. But here's the emotional baggage I was talking about earlier, remember? I don't like feeling helpless, and I don't like feeling hopeless, 
when it comes to somebody I care about. You're a friend, you're my family, and no one fucks with you. And I will reduce myself to ash to make sure that you're okay. And the thing that kind of sucks is I don't know how I can help Red or if I can help him at all. I mean, if we both had the same disorder, it would be a little bit different. But nah, we're both on medical mystery weird ends of the spectrum. And they don't really overlap. And like mine, his medical bullshit can kill him too. And right now, all I want to do is cry because I know that pain and I can't do anything. I can't help him. I can't save him. I have no knowledge. I have no expertise, no contacts, nothing. And there's a strange depression and hopelessness that kind of overtakes you when you realize that, that you're powerless to save your friend. And because I've been through it and I know he's been through it, I don't want him to go through that anymore. Personally, given my druthers, if I could take on his suffering so he didn't have to, I would. Not a second thought. I know I'm strong enough and I could handle it, you know? The people that I care about, the people that I love, the people that I prioritize in my life should have the freedom to go and live, goddammit. Okay, so that is baggage number two, I guess the best way to describe it. I wouldn't trade my friendship with Red for the world. And... Whatever we have, whatever the lifetime is, I am very, very glad he has blessed my life with his presence. And he's made my life richer and funnier and a lot more cool, I'll give him that. Thank you, Red. I love you, man. Okay, now deep breath and back to my Gen Con storyline here. I'm sorry a little bit before, guys. My voice does crack when I get emotional, so... Okay, after dinner, after dinner, we decide to go and wander the the dealer's hall and all that other cool stuff. So Zippy, Red, me, and a bunch of other awesome people decide to go do the Battletech pods. And I suck. Oh my god, I suck so bad at that game. But I kind of blame that on my height because I couldn't see the screen very well, even though it was all the way forward. And, ah, uh, well... That and I suck at shooters, especially if I can't change the sensitivity of any of the joysticks or anything else like that. Oh my god, those things were hair trigger. So after playing Battletech and all that other good stuff, Zippy and I decide to, you know, we have a long next day, so we'll go and we'll rest and enjoy the gigantic king-sized bed and, you know, just, you know, relax, kind of regroup ourselves because Friday is going to be a doozy. Little did I know that Friday would actually add another piece of baggage to the mental ones I'm already dealing with. But I'll get there when I get there, okay? So, Sippy and I wake up at a decent hour. There's actually this cool free continental breakfast, so we get free breakfast, which is really helpful. And they had yogurt, and I love yogurt, so that was an extra happy there. And I decide that since I have to help bring gear for a panel later in the afternoon, hey, I've got my wheelie cart. I'll wheel this son of a bitch around all day. Yeah, that was stupid. I'm not doing that again. Wheelie cart was a great idea, but wheeling it around all goddamn day? Uh Uh-uh. So I go to my first panel, which is Freelancing in the Sixth World that was hosted by Rusty, and it was awesome, and I had a great time, and I learned a lot, and, you know, all these other wonderful little bits and bots from that one. Unfortunately, I couldn't make the next event I had signed up for, which was a panel with the cast of Critical Role, but Zippy made that one by skipping the first one, so that's okay. I was totally shibby with that. He had a great time there. He was telling me all about it. I'm honestly a little jealous, but, you know, I really wouldn't change what I did anyway. So after the writing panel, me and Eric DeMage are hanging out and just chit-chatting and just catching up and kvetching about the, oh God, it's hot, why isn't there a breeze? 
while we wait for Zippy's panel to finish up. And by the way, another shout out to Eric DeMaze for watching all of my crap because I had to go walk down to CVS because I got eaten alive by mosquitoes and I had nothing to stop all the itching. So thank you, Eric. I love you. You are amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So I came back from CVS and having the wonderful little, I don't know what you call it, this little bottle packet thingy of topical Benadryl for like bug bites and shit. And I get a text from Zippy saying that he's out of the panel and we should all get dinner before we go to the Shadowcasters Network podcast panel. So we do. And it is awesome. We get the we went to a taco truck and it was delicious. And it was, you know, it wasn't super crazy. You know, I enjoyed it. So after we eat and we walk back inside, thank you, thank you, air conditioning for the hotel, we sit around with the people on the Shadowcasters panel and have a few drinks. I didn't have a drink, which is really strange because normally I do, but I'm guessing it was my nerves really fucking with me and saying, you put anything in your stomach, I'm going to throw it right the hell out. So drinks are consumed and then we all make our way to the room for the Shadowcasters panel thing. And normally I'm betting you would expect, ah, and this is where another piece of baggage comes in. And it does, but not in the way you would think. Remember before in some of my older episodes that I tell you that I don't have memories of certain events, even though there are pictures that I was there? Yeah, guess what happened? I remember helping Mr. Johnson set up for the Shadowcasters panel. And now I have no memory of what the hell happened on that panel. So tune in tomorrow for the Gen Con mental unpacking of what it's like to participate in something for the first time and actually have no memory of doing it after you've done it. This is Jules Watson, 5 Degrees Off Normal. Take care of yourselves, and I'll talk to you tomorrow.